this. Oh man, we did this podcast together. Oh, Hey, everybody. Yes. Oh, yes. That was my personalized yes for my podcast partner, Chris Schaefer, the great Chris Schaefer. You remember, Jason, the days when we when I edited the show and you would do this long screaming intro and I would cut all but like two seconds of it. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And then we got a better editor and I don't have to be held down by the man anymore. So, hey, everybody. Yes, that was Chris's personalized yes. Hmm. If you would like a personalized yes, just leave us a comment somewhere and I'll get you in the queue. But hurry up because uh, demand is high for that. So welcome to the 136th episode of the Patriots Podcast, everybody. Before we start, uh, we're going to talk about our two sponsors for today's episode. Yeah, so Opteo is a wonderful solution for those of you that are interested in managing your AdWords campaigns and not staring at a screen full of numbers in black and white. Opteo is a graphical interface with a a UI that has a dashboard full of visual yet simple graphics showing metrics that go up and down, green and black. It takes things that would otherwise be very complicated. It makes them easy to understand. I use it I enjoy it, and Jason uses it as well. We both recommend it, Opteo, O-P-T-E-O, link in the description. We definitely recommend that you check them out. Thank you, Chris. And I want to mention Directive Consulting. Directive Consulting is our go-to B2B search engine marketing agency. They do it all, pay-per-click, SEO, landing pages. They have custom proposals. You can get at directiveconsulting.com. They also have a ton of great case studies and uh, content on their blog. And we recommend you guys check them out. Was talking to an agency I work with this week about the difference between B2B and enterprise and then the uh, smaller uh, home services. These things, even though it's Google ads, it's search engine marketing, they're very different. Enterprise and B2B require a special skill set and a special amount of resources. Directive has that. We recommend if you're out there and looking for an agency to work with on B2B and enterprise search engine marketing campaigns, we recommend you check out directiveconsulting.com and get a custom proposal. Links are in the description. So, Chris... Um, <laughs> We're going to play that little game I talked about next week. I've got to refine uh, my uh, insults I was going to insult you with. But, Mm. you know, I've been so nice to you. I just pump you up every week. Mm -hmm. The great Chris Schaefer. I don't talk about your many failed careers, Mm. your two-week time in local news broadcasting, your (laughs) failed minor league baseball career, your failed gymnastics gym you opened, your failed collegiate career in gymnastics. Wrestling. And I, and I don't talk about how the fact that now that we're don't record these videos anymore for YouTube, you have fully gone pantless during this episodes because <laughs> you come home from CrossFit and you told me your muscles get such a big pump from your, your squats or whatever you do during CrossFit for those three hours that you train that your leg, the thigh section literally doesn't fit into your jeans anymore and you have to go pantless. For three hours while the pump comes down. Wow. I would say maybe get a bigger size pair of pants, but uh, we know everyone in Texas loves those tight jeans you wear, Chris. I thought you said you were skipping the insults, but anyway, okay. Well, thank you, Are you, you ready to talk Jason. about Google Ads? 
Yeah. No. Well, first, I have one, our our very important review to share today. We would like to recognize user by the name of Matt and Janice. That's their account name that they left a review five stars on iTunes. Great validation on running PPC campaigns. I have been running campaigns since 2011, and most of what I've learned is from tri- trial and error. I've been very successful, but I always feel like what I do is not that hard. It's a lot of common sense. I recently found this podcast, and it is great validation that I'm not just lucky and I'm doing things right. I really enjoy listening to what has driven success for them, and when I learn something new, it's pure gold. I would love for them to revisit some old topics in the new Google Ads experience. So, yes, you're exactly right, Matt and Janice. We definitely have been talking more about some old topics, just like last week we talked about Skaggs, uh, the big Skaggs debate, and went back into that again. So we're definitely re- revisiting some of those. But thank you for your review. Always helps when people leave reviews. It lets people know that we know what we're talking about, that we're legit, and this is good content. That's the purpose behind it. So thanks for leaving that review. Yes, Chris. Love those reviews, and I'd like to see some reviews about your thighs. Oh, gosh. So thank you for leaving those. Uh, when you leave those, it helps the show grow because it sends signals to iTunes and the podcast players, uh, and they share the show with more people. So we appreciate that. Now, Chris, um, I believe we have a question, and uh, just like Matt and Janice were asking for, our answer um, has a little bit to do with the new interface. So why don't we go ahead and play that question right now? Hey, Chris and Jason. This is Nick. Uh, I'm a AdWords manager in-house at a agency, your guys' favorites, uh, out of Kansas City. And quick question, I was following up on a uh, episode you guys did in August time frame, I believe, uh, AdSense for mobileapps.com as a placement exclusion. Uh, is that dead officially? I have still been implementing it, and... If it is dead, are there any workarounds or setting changes that uh, you can do to exclude uh, mobile app placements for uh, display and retargeting ads? So thank you, guys. Bye. All right, Nick, thank you very much for your question. And uh, for everyone out there, if you have a question, please go to paidsearchpodcast.com. And on the contact page, you can send us a question or leave us a voicemail. So, Nick, yes, um, I think, I don't know for sure, because I'm not Google, but I think that all the evidence is showing that the Google AdSense for mobileapps.com placement exclusion no longer works. The reason why I say that is because when you add it now, it puts a little red line under it (laughs) that says inactive. And I've never seen that word before. I don't know what inactive means, but then you highlight it and it says to expand your reach to more customers on mobile, excluding apps through AdSense for mobileapps.com is no longer supported. So it's kind of a vague statement. I don't really know what they're saying with that, but no, I'm just kidding, everybody. It's pretty clunt and dry. The good old days of AdSense for mobileapps.com are over, yeah, yeah. and it now says inactive. Um, but, Nick, good news. Uh, I can tell you how you can exclude all apps, I think, or at least some apps um, from your placement. So the way you do that is you go into your display campaign. In the middle gray bar, light gray bar in the left side of the screen, uh, you go to placements. And then when you're on placements, you go to the top middle of the page, just kind of like a tab. It says placements. Then it says where ads showed. 
And then right next to that says exclusions. So you want to click on exclusions and then you hit the edit button uh, to exclude different placements to open it up. And then you have two options. It says exclude placements or edit ad group targeting. And right here you hit exclude placements. And then when you do that, you get different options. It gives you websites to exclude, YouTube channels, YouTube videos, apps, or importantly here, app categories. And here you can edit and exclude app categories. So it gives you two breakdowns, the Apple App Store and the Google Play App Store. And when you highlight those dropdowns, you can exclude categories like books. You can exclude app categories like business, education, entertainment, food and drink, lifestyle news, all these different categories. And what I think is that if you just exclude all of them, check all the boxes, you won't show up on apps anymore. Um, I do. I've done this myself and I look at my where the placements where my ads were shown and I don't see any apps. I just see YouTube and websites. That's what I want. So it works for me. Um, I recommend it for you. But Chris, you were saying before the show that you think you, you kind of like now that we have the option to exclude all the categories or just some. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And then also it is kind of tedious to click the box 80, 100 times. So what do you recommend on that? Yeah. So I think we might have been a little harsh in saying that all app exclusions are the ideal way to go. I think this is a better solution because I see a category category on here for kids you know, and games and things like that. So things that would just could really drain your clicks, you know, for toddler apps and things like that, that are just accidentally getting <laughs> clicked. That's great. And then maybe you test something that's in a specific category. So I think this is a great way to possibly, you know, just show ads on certain categories of apps rather than just excluding them all completely or just testing a few categories. So I think it's a great way. And Jason, you're right. We have to click, you know, close to a hundred times to exclude all of these. Um, I'll say the easiest way to do this in bulk. I haven't tested this yet um, because Jason, I just learned about it today the great Jason Rothman has showed me how to do this because I didn't know how. And now um, I'm thinking the best way to do it in bulk is just to, if you need to do it for multiple clients or multiple campaigns, use the Google AdWords editor and copy and paste from one campaign to another or one account to another. That's going to be the fastest, most efficient way to do it. So great question. And that's absolutely something we're revisiting from the past there because that's uh, uh, back in the days, early days, we always talked about uh, excluding mobile apps and how to do that. And that's no longer the case. That's right, Chris. So uh, let's get into today's topic. Uh, here I am, you know, I, I describe, as I've said before, I describe the show to people as Chris and I once a week get naked on the internet together. Mm -hmm. But lately, Chris, I've got to be honest with my partner here and have a sit down with you. I don't think you're getting naked with me. I oh. feel like I've been the only one who's naked over the last few weeks. I've, I've given remarketing campaign results, remarketing strategies. Today I'm giving uh, results on a junk removal campaign. And I just, I want to see something from the great Chris Schaefer. I, I, I disagree. Last week, I think I was the only one that jumped out and called everyone on the internet that does skags an idiot. So I think I really got pretty naked. <laughs> Well, you didn't do it loud enough because who got blamed for that on Facebook with You're super right. long comments? You're right. They, they thought were, I said it. They were they were calling you out saying, Jason, that's not right. But yeah, yeah. you're right. But still, I I got naked with you. I think I've been out there. But 
I agree, Jason, you have truly put the king's clothes on in this one because Jason is sharing uh, a very bear-it-all list. He's sharing uh, his search terms and right. showing a before and after. So what we're doing on this show is we're going to do a live audit of an account. Yep. And to show, I, th- I think this is a perfect example, to show what happens before and after. I think you'll learn some things that just are perfectly executed here, might I say, by a very good manager in numbers that that your client or you as a, as a manager yourself might think this is a bad thing. And, you know, mm. these numbers have changed in a bad way. And I think we'll make a very good point by the end of this that lays out the fact that even though the numbers look like they're moving the wrong direction, this is actually a wonderfully performing campaign. Jason, you even have a testimony to share with us uh, to tie the whole thing yeah. up. So let's jump in. So let me set the scene a little bit. We are going to audit a junk removal campaign uh, before it had optimized uh, work by us and then after. And what we will see is just how wrong uh, some people do Google ads, just how overcomplicated they make it, just how bad the traffic can be when you use pure broad keywords, not like a pro. And then we're going to see how simple it was, truly simple, using literally just two keywords. We'll get to that to turn things around. So we're going to look at the before. We're going to look at the after. We are using uh, Houston, Texas as the metro. And uh, we will see just how different things are and just how easy it was to fix them. And hopefully it's interesting for you guys watching this audit. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell people where they can find this search term and keyword data? And then also, I want to know what your initial impressions are in terms of the keywords and search terms that were coming in and the volume and like, what are just your initial impressions when you see the first month worth of data? Yeah. So paidsearchpodcast.com slash junk. You can follow along and look at this raw list of search terms and keywords. Oh, Chris, did I, did I tell you slash junk? That's actually your profile page on our website. <laughs> so we might have to make this a different right. link. Well, we can, I'll just, I'll share it. I'll share it. You can see I'm both just, I'm kidding, Chris. picture I'm kidding. of me and the list, <laughs> but you can see, you can see all the data. You can see the clicks and what blows me away on this. And I, this is what I love about this idea and what we're doing here. But um, what it shows so well is that you look on the left side of the page and it has a keyword list. And I see keyword dumping garbage. Okay. Broad keyword dumping garbage. And then I see the search term that clicked on it on, on this keyword twice during this time period, Sugarland dump. Okay. Sugarland is, a, is an area in Houston. So Sugarland dump. Literally, there's not a single word in Sugarland dump that crosses over to dumping garbage. The word dumping isn't there, and the word garbage isn't there. Another one, disposing of electronics. Okay, that's another keyword that received two clicks. And then the search term that goes with it is <laughs> appliance recycling Houston, Texas. The point is, if you pick a keyword and then say, choose it as a broad keyword. This is a perfect example how, of how imprecise and nonspecific the return that you will get. It's like taking a little tiny target and putting a little tiny dot on the wall and saying, this is what I'm aiming for right here. And then grabbing your 12 gauge shotgun and shooting a hole the size of your head in the wall. You got it, right? I mean, you got, you, you hit the dot, but you also took out 
an entire foot of your wall. You, you're not being precise at all. You're, you're not doing what it is that you want done with your money. So I think the first thing I noticed is just, just how obvious it should be that, you know, this money was being wasted and there was absolutely no control over what was happening. Yes, Chris. And when people look at this list of keywords, it was very uh, someone who's not very familiar with Google Ads who made the list. Um, and when you're a business owner out there, you might think, you know, I hear from my customers, they don't know how to recycle different items or appliances. They don't know if you can throw these things in the trash. So that's who my customer is. That's the problem I'm solving. When they don't know what to do, they're happy to just pay a little bit of money and we come out and we junk haul it for them or junk remove it for them. And so a lot of these keywords are based on that mindset. So like we actually have keywords in here, broad keywords of trash service, dumping garbage, disposing of electronics, Houston garbage removal, because a business owner might think, okay, if they're in Houston and they want to get rid of their junk, they might search Houston garbage removal, um, television disposal, which brought in the search term recycling center appliances. Uh, where can I dispose of a TV? Old TV removal near me was a search term. Um, furniture removal, old furniture donation was a search term. And then a really horrible one, household waste disposal was the keyword that was added. And all of these are broad match, by the way. And the search term that came in was stop waste. So it was it was probably Chris sitting there in Houston back in the day, searching his little searches about how he could stop waste and, and help the planet. <laughs> Save the world. Um, yeah, that's what I did. But it's not someone who wants junk removal. So I guess the first thing that I want to talk about, Chris, when people see just how off this list of keywords is for like a day-to-day -day AdWords manager, and also just how crazy the search terms are, I think some people might be skeptical, like, oh, can it really be that bad? Can you really get encouraged somehow to throw in all these different kind of keywords, broad match, and get <laughs> all these kind of search terms? Yeah. But do you see accounts that are basically this bad Yeah. Um, when you take them over? Yeah. I typically know what I'm, what I'm going to see when I hear people say the following thing. I say, I've been doing AdWords for six months, three months, you know, one month, one year, and I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth, or I don't think that it's working right, or I'm not getting any calls. When I hear things like that about they've been doing it for a certain amount of time and they're not, they don't think it's hitting the mark, usually what I see is this. They have the idea of the keywords. They have, you know, a, a broad idea, disposal of waste, dispose furniture, junk removal, broad match. I mean, that's the idea that they have. And they're they're not hitting the target because they're using broad match. And this is what I usually find. I usually find hundreds and hundreds of search terms for, you know, maybe 30 keywords. And it's just all over the place. I mean, it's just a long list. And it's scroll all the way down to the very bottom of the page. And that's where I... That's the next thing that I saw that just blew me away. Total cost, and we're going to get to these numbers in a second, but total cost is $1,300, and this is for one month. Okay, so it's a moderate budget. I mean, that's nothing to, to sneeze at. I mean, that's a lot of money for any business. It's a lot of money, period. Total cost is $1,300, and total clicks is in you know just under 1000 Okay, They're getting a lot of traffic, and the average cost per click is $1.36. So let's look at this from the manager's point of view when he's running this for the company. They're saying, I'm getting you traffic for a buck thirty-six, right? In a highly competitive, 
highly difficult industry where there's national TV ads running for these kind of things. Every city has a business that does this kind of thing. This is every corner is going to have somebody covering it to try and get rid and pay them to come pick up junk. I mean, this is a highly crowded market. And to get clicks for $1.36, you think, well, I'm doing a good job. Look how much I'm getting you for your $1,300. And when we flip the page and go to the next tab, Jason, I'll let you take it from there because that, I think, is when the story completely flips and you realize just how opposite these numbers should actually look. Yeah, and like you were saying, getting ton of activity, ton of clicks, ton of volume. I'm sure some of those were ending up in business, like some of them, yeah, possibly. Um, but again, they knew there could be a better way. So what I knew from my experience in the junk removal business is that junk removal and junk hauling, in this case, uh, when people search those two terms, they want to hire a company. So two-word keywords don't always work. But in, in this case, they actually work really great. And the reason why is because if you search a term that includes junk and removal, or you search, you search a term that includes junk and hauling somewhere in the search, broad match modified, what else could you be talking about? And we have a list of negative keywords on there. So we're going to block like marketing or advertising or how to start. Um, we have some competitors. We have them blocked already. So really, what could you be searching? And so, Things were really bad. And it, it was an example of we're not going to like clean up a campaign that has this many keywords and is getting this many clicks and they're all broad. It's just better to start over. But we wanted to start over fast. And one of the kicks I've been on this year, Chris, is just getting it just boils my blood how slow people are with Google ads, with requests for proposals, for proposals, for <laughs> data, yeah. for trying to predict what's going to happen yeah. to doing massive builds that take weeks and weeks. And I've just been such on a kick of like, oh, this stuff is just so easy to do when you do it correctly. Let's just start. And like we talked about with themed ad groups and the way we're building lately, it's all about just starting and building onto a good solid base. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that mindset to the extreme. I'm setting up two ad groups, two ad groups in this account. One ad group is going to be called junk hauling. One ad group is going to be called junk removal. One ad group is going to have the keyword junk hauling phrase match and junk hauling broad match modified, both words. The other one's going to have junk removal phrase match, junk removal, broad match modified, both words. That's all I did, Chris. That's literally all I did. I knew that this industry works well for call only. One of the reasons it works well for call only is because you don't give a starburst about the junk removal company that you <laughs> that comes to your house or business and picks up your junk. You don't have any brand loyalty. You don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't want to know. All you care about is when can you come, and usually you want them there fast. Speaking from my own experience as a customer, it's usually, hey, I got to get this stuff out now, and what are you going to charge? Yeah. And a lot of times they don't even enter the home. You just put it on the driveway. They pick it up. It's just if you're there, they're willing to talk and they don't need to scan your website, look about the history of your business or your criminal record. They don't need to learn about the different services you offer. They just want the phone number. They want to know if you're open and they want to talk to you and schedule the junk removal. So I knew call only work. So we set up call only and we did those two ad groups, four keywords total. And it was really only two keywords. They were different match types, junk removal, junk hauling. And it freaking worked, Chris. And what you're looking at is the first month of uh, data 
in terms of the search terms. And as the plan was, okay, we have two core keywords. As we see like junk removal companies in Houston, junk removal companies, as we see those search terms come in and how much volume they get and their conversion rates, we will add ad groups for those keywords later on. But in the spirit of just starting, fixing things, just getting started while everyone else is doing their keyword data and their proposals, we're booking jobs and making our customer <laughs> revenue. I love in it. the spirit of starting, yeah. we just started. And this is the results we got over the first month. Chris, you can break them down for us. A lot of great geo search terms. A couple ones I don't like. 50 bucks near me. Um, U-Haul, you can talk about those two, Chris. But you know what? We never claim to be perfect. We claim to be the greatest on the planet. Okay. And there's a difference. <laughs> We're not, we're not perfect. Uh, a few bad ones are going to sneak through and they did. And it's okay. We catch them as negatives. Things are a lot better six months in than ver the first month. Things are a lot better three months in. Yeah. Things are a lot better three weeks in versus th the first week. But for the first month, it's not a bad list, Chris. It's a great list. It got our client business and I have a testimonial to share. But Chris, why don't you talk about the difference in the data, the search terms that came in? How do things look to you? Yeah. So, Okay, so first of all, uh, when you swap to the second tab, I want you to take note that the vast number uh, that you see in the first tab where it goes all the way down to line 106, right? You got to scroll to see everything. The next tab, it's all on one screen. I'm looking at 27 yeah. items, 26 items, whatever. The number of clicks is a lot less. The number of search terms is much, much less, okay? So next... Notice this, that everything has Jason's core terminology in it, junk removal or junk hauling. Now, by far, junk removal is, is, is the most common search. So Jason could probably have just stuck entirely with junk removal, a one or two keyword campaign and just stuck with that and probably done fine. But, you know, he, he doubled his work and went with two keywords. So extra, oh, yeah, extra credit there. <laughs> so, you know, so the idea here is that Every keyword is precise. I can look through this whole thing. And just like you said, there's a couple that are off, but that's not really a concern. It's the precision in each one of them. Okay. Next, because there's only like 26 items that we're looking at here, what should jump out at you next is total clicks are 44. Okay. Let me swap back to the other tab. Remember what I talked about before? 982 was from the month before. And then the following month was 44. We lost like 900 clicks, okay? This is the shocking part. This is the part, you know, like I'm going to do a podcast clickbait. This is the part that will shock you. Yeah, clicks clicks went down by 90%, yeah. over 90%. I mean, that sounds like a bad thing. And then here's, here's, here's even worse news. Imagine delivering this in a report. The cost per click was $37, right? That sounds like you are horrible at AdWords. You didn't do, I mean, you went from a campaign that was spending a dollar up to $37. <laughs> but the fact is, right. for the very first time in the account's history, they are actually hitting the pin on the pin head. They're not using a shotgun anymore. They're using a BB gun, right? They're hitting right where they should be hitting. They're very precise at what they're targeting. And it costs more to be precise than it does to be broad. Okay, that's the way Google works because everybody could target junk and pay cheap and you just waste your money. But when you're precise, 
you're pointing for a specific thing. You have to be very precise about what you're trying to hit, and it costs more per click to do that. And the proof is not just in the search terms. Jason, if you'd like to, give us some some information about what the results of this list did for the client. Yeah, so we got an email uh, during this first month we ran the campaign, and it basically said, uh, just want to give you an update on our end. This last week was probably the best week we've had in over six months. We're starting to get calls again. Hopefully, we continue to see this. Just want to let you know it's working, but I don't want to jinx it. So that was good to see from our perspective that the client, the, the actual client was feeling the difference in their business. And the shocking thing was, Chris, that when we looked at their call report, because with call only, you get every call that comes in very easily through Google Ads. You see the report. They're missing a lot of calls. So I'm hoping that means they miss them and then call them right back or whatever. Uh, because I know when I've called uh, smaller junk removal companies, it's gone to voicemail a lot. Um, and then someone did actually call me back in one of those cases. But I don't, I don't even think it's running as good as it can be because if they were answering the calls, they'd be getting even more business. And I don't know how I feel about the $37 cost per click. That's one thing everybody, not a lot of our uh, audience uses call only, but I use it a lot. That's something you got to get used to with call only. The cost yeah. per click is generally a lot higher. The reason why is because it's more valuable. You are getting right to the point. You're getting right to the possible conversion. And ideally, every click, it doesn't work out this way, but ideally, every click should be a conversion. Um, but anyway, they're more valuable. And yeah, I mean, on paper, Chris, and I talked about this on the Rothman PPC water cooler on my YouTube channel, which uh-huh. I know a lot of people are asking you about, Chris. Oh, yeah. Someone stole a client through uh, another agency I work with because they went in there and they said, oh, you're paying $13 a click. Our data says you should be paying 7 And the client, they left because uh, uh, they, they weren't educated. And so this data can be manipulated. People can come in here and go, oh, the cost per click used to be a buck fifty. Now it's over $37. Your AdWords manager sucks. We can get it down to $10. And they can go into the keyword planner and say, Oh, what's the average junk removal according to the keyword planner? Oh, it says $10. You're paying $37. It's not working. Well, that's not the case. Every campaign is different. We'll see what happens with that $37. Maybe it'll come down. Um, maybe it did come down. I haven't looked at this specific account when this data was. But if we don't like the $37, it can come down. It, it's just the first month. Or, or if things are working and we want to get more aggressive, it can go up. But I definitely am not surprised that the cost per click shot up um, because, again, they were showing up and getting garbage and not booking jobs. And now they're paying for quality and actually turning those more costly clicks, those very more costly clicks into actual revenue. And that's the thing that matters. And then, of course, the volume went way down. But we don't care about clicks. We don't care about cost per click. We don't care about click through rate. We don't care about impression share. The only thing we truly care about is turning ad spend on Google. And by the way, it went from 1300 to 1600 So it was about the same spend. We only care about turning ad spend into actual revenue for the client. Um, and this is just a good example of that. Um, I think a couple other points, Chris, is that uh, we talked about how the CPC shot up, the volume shot down. Uh, the client was still happy because it was actually turning into business. Just how simple it was. I, I don't think we can emphasize that enough. Almost as a joke, I did this. I said, let me just use two keywords, literally, and let me build this in 10 minutes. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. And two keywords aren't always going to work um, for different industries, but for, for this one, it did. And I think it's just a perfect example of it's not going to be perfect. Uh, you're still going to have to want to change some things. 
you're still going to, you can add way more. You can add more ad groups later, but look how much better it was. Yeah. Just within literally, I mean, what does it take to build two ad groups? Like 15 minutes of work? Yeah. Um, and, and it got these kind of results. So I think it's a good, um, a good case study, Chris. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and, and Jason, I, um, you know, I, I don't want to make people, you know, walk away and think that they can just throw two keywords. You know, I mean, this is, this is junk removal. This is an industry of what we're talking about B2C where people typically search one way. You know, 90% of the searches out there are going to be searching one way for something like this. Uh, very mm. few people are going to be searching, you know, dishwasher. Junk no removal, you know, it, or if, if it has junk removal, you're covered. But if they do junk yeah. removal or a dishwasher removal you know, or something like that, and they don't use the word junk, I mean, you're missing a small percentage. But a lot of industries don't necessarily work like this. So don't be discouraged if you can't just get away with two keywords. The idea that we're going for here is that we wanted to show what happens before and after a campaign has been made more precise, more optimized, has performs better, and what the numbers look like, right? We talked about the click mm-hmm. volume, the cost per click, and what the search terms look like, and what the total volume of clicks look like. And one thing we didn't talk about, one last thing, is that the the average or the, the total cost was about the same. The numbers spent between month one and month two is about the same. But you saw in the email the testimony from the from the client is that they're getting what they need. Right. I mean, who, right. who cares how it happens if they're getting calls, if they're getting clients? That's the goal of AdWords. It's not about traffic volume. It's not about trying to get the least per click. It's about getting a business that's viable, a business that can continue to sell and produce income for employees, for that owner's family I and mean, whatever, whatever the goal is. So. Yeah. And Chris, you know, you mentioned B2B. I just have an example of that, like uh, work with a software sales recruiter. That's what this agency does. They place sales executives at software and tech companies. So I know you're a B2B person. I can already see your mind just exploding with all the possibilities of the keywords you can show up on. But even in that case where there's way more ways to search for the service this agency offers, as advice to them, I'd much rather have them just start off with a core broad match modified multiple word phrase that they like, like software sales recruiters, broad match modified, or software sales recruiting agencies, broad mm-hmm. match modified, one keyword across the whole country, and, and just do it in five minutes and start seeing what comes in and then start building from there and keep the quality high from the start rather than spending a week adding in tons and tons of keywords like you're in there and it makes suggestions and then you don't know what you're doing because you're new to Google ads and you add broad keywords. I'd much rather have them start with one or two keywords than try to do these massive build outs with all these different broad match keywords and then just be totally lost right off the bat. So I I think it can, this approach of starting small, it can work for work for anybody, but um, that's pretty much it. So uh, Chris, um, we're going to talk about uh, Opteo. We want to thank them for sponsoring today's episode, opteo.com. It's a Google ad software, saves you time on the small stuff so you can focus on the big strategy. Both Chris and I use it. And one of the things we like is the dashboard is simple, but you get a lot of data very quickly, in, including how the uh, data has changed over that time period with up and down indicators. We also want to thank Directive Consulting, go to B2B and Enterprise Search Engine Marketing Agency, pay-per-click, 
SEO, landing pages, they do it all. You can get a custom proposal at directiveconsulting.com. And Chris, it looks like you're embracing this self promotion segment <laughs> at the end of the show yeah, so very last minute here yeah um so why don't i just get my little thing out of the way and, uh-huh. and tell people that Always. uh we have the okay chris okay <laughs> you know i was gonna you know i was gonna promote something we share in together chris i wasn't even gonna oh. do my own thing oh i'm sorry but uh i'm so angry at you now i'm not even gonna promote something that makes me money i'm just gonna promote world peace oh, because i i was promoting something that was going to help you as well, our PSP Insider Series. But since you stepped on it and thought I was going <laughs> to, you just kind of discredited whatever I was going to say right off the bat, I'm going to take money out of both of our pockets and I'm going to promote world peace. What do you have to say, well, green capitalist? Um, I just want to announce that uh, for those that have balked at uh, my $200 price point for training and and not really interested in a full hour training session, I'm happy to announce that I am now offering uh, independent courses on individual topics. Uh, these are video courses that are available for purchase at store.chrisschafer.com. I will be producing more and more of these. Some of the first two that I have uh, are the fir- one of the first ones I did is uh, focused on adding and using audiences and search campaigns. Another one I have is an introduction, a basic introduction into AdWords to understand metrics, terminology. You know, you can understand nothing about it, and then you can walk away at the end of this video and understand all the basics and at least have a good grasp of what it all means. So those two videos uh, are for sale on my website. I appreciate you guys uh, checking those out. And with that, I'm going to say, I get to, do I get to say bye? Or Jason... You finally, you finally made the training videos. I did. I'm yeah, two of them. And there'll there'll be more coming out. I know it's been like a year in the process, but uh, wow. Well, uh, I'll I'll clear it with my co-host, and maybe we'll put a link in the description to that page. We'll so see, um, yeah, uh, yeah, give you a small cut, maybe. Oh, Chris, I haven't had enough of you. I need more. We're going to do more. We're going to record the next insider tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to seeing you then. And for everybody else. Uh, We'll see you next time here on the paid search (laughs) RothmanPPC.com podcast. (laughs) Just had to do it.